0: We don't get penalized for our misses, but we get awarded for our wins. And what that means is that if you put out records and none of them go, nothing's going to happen. If you don't put out those records, nothing definitely is going to happen. You're listening to Music Growth
1: Talks, the podcast for musicpreneurs with Andrew Apanoff. Hello everyone, Andrew here, you're listening to Music Growth Talks, a weekly podcast to help you grow your music career. This is episode number 149, in case you want to look up the show notes for this very conversation. And my guest today is Judah Holiday, a Miami-based singer-songwriter who's got a fascinating story to share with you today. How he has beaten his addiction, how it's affected his creativity in music career. There is a lot of uh, business talk as well. Practical tips on content creation, Judah's insights uh, on working with a record label and uh, a lot more really. So listen on. Uh, Do check out the show notes to find out more about Judah. And uh, as a reminder, you can support this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash Andrew Aponoff. And if you're interested in expanding your team, something Judah, is talking about in this episode as well uh, and uh, get outside help for promoting your music then reach out to us at agency.tartedmusic.com. there is a form you can fill out and we'll get back to you to see uh, if uh, we can help you with marketing your music and your brand thank you a lot and here we go my conversation with judah Holliday. Juna, where are you these days, and what you you've been up to? Uh, because it seems based on your Instagram feed that you're quite busy promoting the new records. But yeah, I'm just curious what what you've been up to lately.
0: So I live in Miami, and I've been I finished my first album under the label I'm with last year. It's crazy to say last year already. It's just a couple of days into the new year, but and I uh, I'm already working on on my next album and i'm just trying to spend a lot of time recording and writing and i'm going to be going on tour like in the middle of the year and i'm uh doing like a bunch of random shows in you know throughout the the country like i'll be in texas next week and then la and stuff like that
1: so it's not like a full blown tour but you... yeah okay
0: yeah it's hard it's hard to it's hard to get on tour like it's It's just, it's a lot of like logistical things. So what we're doing now is we're sort of like hopping on a bunch of different ends of tours so that I could begin exposing myself, my music rather. And that's really uh, what our plan is. The first, the past year was really mainly recording and releasing my first album. Now it's about promoting it. But while I'm promoting that album, I'm writing the next, the second, third one this year. So that there's like a consistency.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It uh, looks like a, a sort of a classical cycle of uh, recording an album, promoting it, hitting uh, the studio. But here you have to do it all at the same time, essentially. And uh, the 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 current situation, how the music industry looks like these days, kind of requires that as well. You you cannot just uh, disappear for half an hour for good, uh, working on the new record without promoting the previous one. Any yeah, by the way, you, you're mentioning us, uh, and uh, you clearly do have a team around you, and uh, there is a record label you mentioned. How many people do you work with you on a regular basis, like a manager? What, what kind of setup do you have, team wise?
0: I have okay. So I have a I have a, a general manager, and I have a I have two video people that are with me all the time, and I have um, a person that helps me with my social media. I would say like I have like six or seven people with me all the time that they've like that they put me up with. It's like a whole team between video editing, video shooting, photo shoot, management, and like social. That's like my core crew.
1: I'm linking to your social media profiles in the show notes and uh, you clearly pay attention to the quality to the stuff you put out. This is great that, that you make an accent on video in particular. It's really crucial these days. So you yeah, you, you, you seem to be really paying attention to the quality and the amount of content you create while you're recording and touring, right?
0: Yeah, you know, it's like, it's very difficult to do all this stuff like on your own. And I think one of the main reasons that everything is sort of like being perceived as professional is because of my, just a, like the, the, it's the ability to to allow others in And trust them and and allow them to do their craft and to not really like micromanage, but rather put trust in people. and, And, you know, that's how you kind of win is by being able to like let go of the control in certain areas and and try and really find people that you really believe in, because hopefully, you know, they won't let you down. In my case, they haven't
1: yeah this uh this is great and uh, a lot of the artists i um meet and deal with uh they may not necessarily be great at delegating work and uh, it's it's a long skill so it takes some time to to actually be comfortable with um, not only finding the people but trusting them to do their work and uh, of course there is also the financial side of things when you may not be making too much money but practice shows that it's Possible to build a team with pretty much any budget if uh, people do believe in what you do as well. If you have any, before we move on to other topics, if you have any insights, recommendations on working with others, not creatively collaborating with another musician, I mean, but what we've been talking about, then yeah, please feel free to share.
0: Yeah, I think that you know it's very hard when you don't have money because before I got signed, it was impossible to to do anything. But honestly, nowadays, like with the type of technology that's available to us, even on our phones, like if you have a friend that could hold a camera and another friend who could learn how to edit, like you really, there are a lot of times we shoot only on our iPhone. And I think it's important to know that the farther along we get in the world, like the easier it is. To create things. and where we are right now is in a place where there's really no excuse for not putting out content. It doesn't need, you know like this is not a major motion picture that costs a hundred million dollars to make. We're talking about, you know, holding a camera steady and sort of like providing fans or potential fans with like content. People want to know what you're up to. And I just think that, something is better than nothing. And if all you could do is hold a selfie stick and record it, well, then that's what you should do because that's better than nothing. And I just think that no matter what stage you are in your artist development or your career, I think that whether you can afford or whether you have a record deal or not, like you should always be capturing the exciting things that are happening in your life because there's always somebody else out there that's not where you're at, that's below where you're at, that's striving to be where you're at and could really use that information.
1: Yeah, so holding the camera still and also taking care of the lighting, I think this is really important, just facing a natural... A source of light and things like that it's not too difficult so pretty much everyone with the phone can do something cool just as you mentioned no great advice i fully agree with you here and uh, at the same time it's really great that you have uh, you know professional videographers going uh, everywhere with you and uh, you, you can you can see the the quotes of the content on your uh, socials once again so tell me a bit about the um about how the record came to be i um, um, so lately we've been trying to raise awareness of the mental wellness topic in the mm-hmm. context of music industry on this show quite a bit, and uh, you have quite a few things to, to share here in yeah. related to that, so I'd love to hear maybe a short version of the story.
0: Okay, sure. Ever since I was a child, I was always having trouble focusing. So when I was a kid, they prescribed me something called a stimulant, so Adderall is a type of stimulant, and it makes you feel excited, and it's very similar to speed. I've never taken speed or cocaine, but they people say it's similar. So ever since I'm seven, I'm essentially taught that that this pill is what I need in order to be productive. And as the years passed, and I went through high school and college and continued writing, I became dependent on this medicine I became so dependent that if I didn't take it not only did I feel depressed but I felt like I wasn't going to be able to do anything of value so when I so when my music started get you know my music wasn't always where it is now I was very bad for a very very long time and it's just a progression over time, you know, with practice, you get better. So maybe four or five years ago, when I sort of reached this point where, where my music shifted into more of like a competitive range, like where it is now, I got more attention. And that's when I started taking more of the medicine, because I was afraid, if I don't take more, what if I'm not as productive, my whole life, I'm dreaming about this, like now is the time to to take more and whatever. So I began taking more and losing weight and becoming very aggressive and mean because there are many side effects. And then I began smoking pot with it because I thought maybe if I smoke pot, it will make me a little bit more calm. But it did the opposite and it made me crazy. And what happened in 2018 was I had a, I essentially was smoking so much from this vape vaporizer that I was my whole body got dehydrated one day and and I went to the hospital because I my kidneys almost stopped working and when I was in the hospital my wife and my parents and my manager and everybody were like around me and they were like you need to go to rehab because you need to learn to live life free from the medicine that you were taught you needed and I went to rehab for 30 days and stopped all the medicine. And I, it was very hard for me because not only was it hard to stop the medicine, it was hard to be away from my wife. It was hard to, wait, to be away from my dogs and my family and my music career. So, but I knew that if I was able to sort of like stick with this path of becoming clean, I'd be able to, to really like, lived the life that I always really wanted, which is a life sort of like free of drugs. And now, you know, almost, you know, like a year and a half later, you know, I haven't taken the medicine since then. I put out, just to tell you what happened since I stopped taking the medicine. Ever since rehab, I, you know, obviously signed, well, I got signed before, but I have like three million spotify streams i had I played Jingle ball here, like I have like a bunch of you know a few million YouTube videos up. People are aware of me. people like talking to me I have you know I'm meeting friends. the producers and writers I'm working with like me like I'm not mean or rude so so it's like my entire life changed for the better and so that's really what that's really what happened to me, and just one last piece is. One of the side effects from coming off of this medicine is anxiety and depression. And and up until this day, I really battle on a daily basis with terrible, terrible anxiety and depression. Depression that's like debilitating. I'll be, you know, I'm going to Texas for two shows next week. And it's like, I'll wake up in the morning just like feeling like I don't want to do anything. And this is the most exciting time of my life. But nothing has been worse than when I was using the drugs. So the lesson really for me is like there might be ups and downs throughout your life like there are in everyone's life. But when you bring in drugs, it kicks it into like a hyper drive and it and it really can ruin your life. And I'm very fortunate that I was able to overcome this with the people around me. And now I'm living Mm -hmm. like a sober life.
1: Yeah, man, it's so recent, though. So thank you for sharing, and uh, yeah, well done. Really happy for you and everything that's happening right now. And uh, you, you, you're a strong man for fighting the um, the the issues you're still going through. And this this is quite terrible when without even making a decision, a conscious decision to to opt into drugs. You you are you are hooked with with something right. from age seven. It's just uh, terrible. Have you been rising attention to i mean we maybe we don't want to go into the whole topic of a healthcare system in the united states but um i yeah i i'm, I'm just curious if you've been using how exactly you've been using this story the stage you are speaking from virtually to bring attention to to bigger issues around that
0: well i am really like not I'm really not a big fan of trying to solve all of the world's problems and I think sometimes when you bring attention to something and you can't follow through with it it ends up being bad so like I don't I don't feel comfortable being like a spokesperson for mental health in any way just because I'm still struggling myself with it and obviously there are many things that could be changed but I'm just not in a I'm just not in a place emotionally where I could take something on of that magnitude and I also think that it's very hard to understand like what what it feels like to be in a position of power whether it's in the government or whatever it is without knowing what it actually feels like being in that position so it's just it's just very hard to for me to like scrutinize somebody for their actions without knowing what it really feels like to be in their situation. It's almost like going to a doctor for a drug addiction and they've never experienced what an addiction feels like. They've only been able to read about it. You have a much higher likelihood of meshing well with a a caretaker that has actually been either an addict or something like that. If you go to a, a therapist to quit smoking and that therapist smoked and quit, there's a certain level of, you know, like an understanding between you two and trust. And like with mental care, and I know there are a lot of people out there that are suffering and I always sort of like give my advice, but when it comes to like a more broader scale, like the healthcare system and stuff like that, I think that a lot of people don't understand how much of a responsibility and how hard it is living every day knowing that you're responsible for an entire nation and it's I just think that it's hard to scrutinize somebody when you don't know what that feels like so I choose not to.
1: Yeah, you know, that perfectly makes sense. Uh, and I, 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 you can still be an inspiration to many people and you do share your story when you are asked at the release like we are discussing it, uh, right now and uh, I think this already is a contribution and uh it is important to those listeners of yours, for example, who may be going through something similar, to know that, you know, even if uh, it's not uh, directly in the lyrics of a particular song, they know what what kind of, you know, background you've got before you wrote the song. Thank you for sharing, once again. This um, this is interesting, and uh, I mean, this, uh, this is quite a story here. And uh, uh, I asked you originally about uh, the records, but it's quite straightforward and clear that you are in a good uh, position right now in terms of uh, songwriting. If you have had any kinds of insights r- related to to fighting the addiction and how it affected uh, your creativity,
0: I think that that when I so I believe that I was a lot less creative when I was taking the pills because it would make me like hyper-focused on things. I would never finish anything. I would always spend days on what, on like trying to figure out what guitar to use, or I would go and buy a guitar and then I'd return it and then buy another one. Like, and, and the thing is, is that it really, it, it stunted my growth. I only began Seeing growth once I stopped. I was able to stop and and know. You know what? I play this guitar and I play it a few times on you know in the studio and then we take you know and we comp the guitars and we figure out. You know. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like a lot more natural and less like choreographed. And I think that it was almost impossible for me to be creative when I was taking the pills because. I was just so hyper focused on small little details that I would never be able to achieve like a finished product.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, this uh, does make um, a lot of sense. Um, uh, working on on the mental uh, states and uh, not being obsessed with um, with the little things that uh, surround us, and we live in absolutely insane times right now with the right. amount of information around us. Even you yes. don't have to be an addict you don't have to go through something really hardcore to live in such an unhealthy environment that you don't have even totally. have an idea so yeah i once again you, your inspiration you, you i really uh, hear you. hear what what you're saying and and uh, it's uh it's a fresh look on 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 this topic um it's kind of it's yeah. just
0: just to add one thing it's like you don't need to be an addict to like be exposed to harmful things. And I was or I am and I'm recovering. But the point is, is that it's very important to be aware of your surroundings, because it's very easy to get caught up in the wrong things. Look, you know, I was this I got started out by a doctor. So like, that's how crazy it is, is that the first person to give me my drugs was a doctor, you know, like it's that's what's crazy. So, yeah. so just, you know, keep an eye out and like, and understand that you may not, you just have to, you just have to sort of like look both ways before you cross the street. And, and it's not just about drugs. It's about, it could be anything. So.
1: Yeah. 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 That's, that's definitely good advice. Life advice to anyone. It's, it's not even related to, uh, to the world of musical creativity, but just uh living, a uh, healthy, hel- happy, and fulfilling life. So the, this this is appreciated as well. I might want to go back to the topic of music industry before we wrap it up. Uh yeah. it's, ma'am, it's 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 just one of the things that some of our listeners might be expecting. Once again, I really appreciate what you shared about your story. This is important. Any because you like, I'm really interested in that because you might not even have the same kind of insights like several years from now when you are not in the exact same point of your career where you're right now things are uh you you've you've got some proper traction uh things are growing you've got uh this lp which you're promoting uh some shows happening here and there what are you learning about the state of uh, the music industry compared to when you were just starting of course you might not have the same you know um, of course kind of environment because without a record label deal but What's you've learned that you would like to share with those who are not there yet?
0: The most important thing I've learned is that anything goes in the music industry. There is no formula for success. If you look at the Billboard 100, you'll see tons of different genres and you'll see tons of different types of artists from tons of different backgrounds. There is no consistency which means that, which is great, because that means that there is room for such a wide variety of music. And one of the most important things I think to know and understand is that we may not be the best judge of what song is our best. But a good friend of mine said this, we don't get penalized for our misses, but we get awarded for our wins. And what that means is that if you put out records, 30 records a year or whatever it is, and none of them go, nothing's going to happen. If you don't put out those records, nothing definitely is going to happen. So I think the, the best thing that you could do is put out music for music fans to hear. And it's very likely that what you think is the best song probably isn't because of how many types of people there are and so on and so forth and i think the the best thing anybody could do is to release music in a consistent way and that's like one way that that i've seen a consistent growth to my fan base is by giving them what they want i released you know an lp cuz that's like what the deal said but like now we're releasing i think like 30 songs this year 30 And we're releasing them in groups of three. So, like a single and then two songs to follow. People don't listen to a whole album at once. Like, it's just not how it works anymore. And being consistent is most important. It doesn't need to be mixed and mastered by the top guy in the industry. It just needs to be some of your best work for you and put that out and continue to put it out and don't let opinions be the reason you don't do something. Because nobody knows. That I can guarantee you that no one knows for sure what's going to work. And with that, that means that everybody has a chance. So that's my advice.
1: That's perfect. I I mean, I agree fully on being consistent and releasing frequently. I was about to ask you about your approach to uh, releasing singles but 30 tracks per year it's impressive really i uh, we don't see it way too often but this is the kind of stuff you need to be doing to really build uh, a fan base uh, so really looking forward to that actually i I'll, I'll be keeping Thank an you. eye on on your releases this is cool so it's happening as a part of the deal as well or like yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah
0: yeah it's basically at the end of the year i will have fulfilled my four albums
1: Ah, okay. So this is how you're doing that at the same time. So this Yeah, is, we're, instead
0: yeah. of doing four albums, we're doing one full album and then like, I don't know, like 10 three-song EPs.
1: Yeah, this is a win-win to me. Is everything re- recorded or still? So I have,
0: so I, I'm at 12. I'm at 12 recorded songs right now and f- 14 are written out of the
1: 30. Right, okay, okay. So, so I'm
0: about yeah. halfway there.
1: So what, yeah, you're on the uh, process uh, yourself right now. I mean,
0: they're, they're meaning like there's way more than that written. It's 12 have been accepted and no 14 have been accepted and 12 are already done. But I keep in mind, I'm only starting to tour my first album now. So it's good. Like, it's funny because you know, I'm practicing every day. I'm writing so much so quickly. It's like hard to remember how each song goes and so it's fun it's weird you know i'm working with a lot of great writers also and i'm collaborating because it's just you know it's too hard to do everything on your own and it's for me like i really enjoy working with other people because it relieves the tension for me like i i so that's really where we are right now and awesome yeah just very motivated to tell people that you know to constantly put out the music because it doesn't Even if it doesn't go, you know, that's fine. Nothing happens. So you try again and again and again. And um, so that's really where I'm at.
1: This is great advice and uh, thank you for that. And uh, thank you for everything you've shared. Really fascinating, inspiring story. Um, Once again, I'm linking to all your web profiles and the social media platforms you're most active on in in the show notes so anyone listening to us can find more on you and uh, stream the album as well thank you uh, once again and um, yeah have a fruitful yeah. thank you so much thank you as always for listening till the end i really appreciate that if you want to learn more about judah check out the show notes at datamusic.com where you can find all the links to his profiles. You can just Google him, of course. And so... Uh Uh, yeah, be sure to reach out to him or leave a comment on uh, any of his profiles like Instagram if you have any feedback and uh, just, yeah, let him know that you listen to this uh, conversation with him on Music Growth Talks. And yeah, if you haven't been subscribed to this podcast yet, just look it up, Music Growth Talks, in your uh, podcasting app of choice. Uh, It's like, it doesn't make any sense uh, to just uh, send you to Apple Podcasts uh, i've just read the news that spotify is uh taking up uh, apple in terms of the number of podcast subscribers so just listen to music growth talks anywhere uh you listen to podcasts usually it can be uh, google Podcasts, or stitcher or whatnot so uh i really appreciate you doing that uh, if there is uh A way to leave a review, like on Apple Podcasts, it is uh, really great if you do so. It helps this show being discovered by more music preneurs. Thank you so much for all your support and till next time. You've been listening to Music Growth Talks with Andrew Apanov. Find more episodes and
0: subscribe at musicgrowthtalks.com.